coming up this evening on NTD Business. Bill Gates, who is heavily invested in developing vaccines, says that the Omicron variant is like a vaccine and that many people are now protected from severe illness and death. England is ending the rest of its COVID-19 restrictions this week. We have the details and what the UK's Prime Minister has to say. And former President Trump's new social media platform goes live, but it did face some challenges. That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Paul Graney here live from New York City. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson says he's ending all remaining COVID-19 restrictions in England this week. He said the peak of the Omicron wave has passed. Now it's time to move from government restrictions to personal responsibility. It's part of a new plan to treat the virus like any other transmissible illness, like the flu, for example. Here the Prime Minister is. COVID will not suddenly disappear. So, so those who would wait for a total end to this war before lifting the remaining regulations would be restricting the liberties of the British people for a long time to come. <laughs> this government does not believe that that is right or necessary. Starting Thursday, people with COVID-19 will no longer be legally required to self-isolate and routine contact tracing will also end. Starting April 1st, there will be no more free universal testing for Brits, but Queen Elizabeth just tested positive for COVID-19 over the weekend. Johnson said this is a reminder the virus has not gone away. The new plan relies on vaccines and treatments to keep the virus in check. If you want to get a COVID-19 vaccine here in the States, you should be able to find one pretty quickly. In third world countries, that's not necessarily the case, at least not for physical vaccines. But Bill Gates is now saying that the Omicron variant itself is a type of vaccine and that it has reached developing nations pretty efficiently. Anthony's Arian Pastor has more on his opinion. German radio station BR24 published a video of the Microsoft founder making his statement at a security conference in Munich this past weekend. The virus itself, particularly the, the variant called Omicron, uh, is a type of vaccine. That is, it creates both B cell and T cell immunity. And it's done a better job of getting out to the world population uh, than we have with vaccines. According to Gates, people around the globe haven't rolled out vaccines fast enough, but Omicron spread around the globe quickly, infecting many people. Gates says in some parts of Africa, well over 80% of people surveyed have either been vaccinated or contracted the virus. And what that does is it means the chance of severe disease, which is mainly associated with being elderly and uh, having obesity or diabetes, those risks are now dramatically reduced because of that uh, infection exposure. He added that it took us two years to reach an oversupply of vaccines, which he thinks is too long. Gates says we will have another pandemic and that he hopes when the time comes, it'll take us only half a year to create a vaccine as opposed to two years. And he also says that we might have a universal flu vaccine within the next 10 years. That vaccine would target all respiratory diseases. Arian Pastar, NTD News. After truckers blocked a key route between the U.S. and Canada protesting the Canadian government's vaccine mandate, 
Authorities there have frozen a range of financial assets of people and businesses believed to be part of the so-called Freedom Convoy. Canadian police said they froze over 200 financial products, including bank and corporate accounts. They also froze a payment processing account valued at close to $3 million. Also shared over 250 Bitcoin addresses with virtual currency exchanges. The protesters were opposed to the Canadian government's COVID-19 mandates and restrictions. Polls showed that many Canadians sympathized with the protesters, but many also criticized their methods like blowing horns and blocking streets. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked Canada's Emergency Act over the protests. The move gives the government the power to seize trucks and freeze the, the accounts of anyone involved in the protests. Canada's capital is now free of protesters after police escalated operations over the weekend. But one protest spokesman says the grassroots movement isn't over. Anthony's Jessica Beatty reports. The streets are clear in downtown Ottawa now after weeks of protests against Canada's COVID-19 mandates and restrictions. Here's Ottawa's interim police chief Sunday morning. We promised earlier this week that we would clear our streets and give them back to our residents. We promised that we would return our city to a state of normalcy. With every hour, we are getting closer to that goal. Law enforcement ramped up their efforts over the weekend. Mounted police and officers on foot advanced on demonstrators. Uh, it's crazy, man. It's, it's totalitarian tyranny. Like, I don't even know what to say. Police used stun grenades and pepper spray to clear demonstrators. We're seeing the aftermath. In response to the use of force, a spokesman for the Freedom Convoy protest, Tom Marazzo, called for demonstrators to withdraw peacefully Saturday. As a movement, we have chosen to peacefully withdraw from the streets of Ottawa. There is nothing to be gained by being brutalized by police. Tomarazzo says next, truckers will initiate a charter challenge seeking to have the court strike down the vaccine mandates. Jessica Beatty, NTD News. And former President Trump's new social media venture launched on Sunday in Apple's App Store to many people's surprise. It's called Truth Social, could mark the former president's official return to social media. In fact, it was the top download from the Apple App Store as of this afternoon. Some users did report having trouble registering for an account or were added to a wait list. The message said it was because of massive demand. Trump was banned from Twitter, Facebook and YouTube following the 2021 Capitol breach. The platforms accused him of posting messages that incited violence. Trump denied the accusations. He said the platforms were censoring him for political reasons. An OpenSea, an online marketplace for NFTs, says it's investigating a phishing attack. According to the company, about $1.7 million was stolen, but the attack is no longer active. NFTs, or non-fungible tokens, are like a claim on ownership of a digital item, like a piece of artwork or a collectible. Late Saturday, OpenSea CEO said it appears some users' NFTs were stolen, but they're not aware of any phishing emails or which websites tricked the users. Later, the CEO said some NFTs were returned, says it's now conducting a thorough investigation. It's often called the largest platform for trading NFTs, claims to have over a million active user wallets. 
One of McDonald's billionaire investors wants the company to change how it sources pigs. Carl Icahn says he has issues with the way McDonald's suppliers treat pregnant pigs, namely keeping them in narrow crates, usually only two feet wide. Icahn is known for using aggressive strategies to shake up American corporates. Now he's targeting McDonald's. He's nominated two new directors to the board. But McDonald's says he is basing his nominations on a narrow issue. Back in 2012, McDonald's did pledge to eventually source pork from suppliers who don't keep the pregnant pigs in small crates. Apparently, Icon is not happy with the progress. He wants those small crates to be banned altogether. McDonald's did point out, though, he has yet to ask another company to make similar commitments. That company makes and sells supply packaging for the pork industry. Icon is a majority owner of it. Car makers Tesla and GM, they're expanding their car insurance businesses. And that's good news for you if you own or want to own one of their electric vehicles. Anthony Zevlin Lee found out what it means for you. Car insurance for your electric vehicle may be cheaper soon. That's not only good news for EV owners, but also for the car manufacturers themselves. One big reason why many opt out of getting an electric vehicle is the cost connected to it. Consumers are looking at that high purchase price and it's a little bit scary, even with government incentives, it's still just a little bit higher. And then they're looking at the insurance and they're saying, oh, that's going to cost more. Now, Tesla says that its company-backed insurance may cover 45 states by the end of this year. At the same time, GM hopes to reach $6 billion in yearly insurance revenue by the end of this decade. And company-backed insurance is generally cheaper for the EV owner. They claim that they can make more accurate um, estimates as far as their consumer's risk, and so they can give rates that reflect that risk. And they're saying that those rates are probably up to 30% cheaper than your standard car insurance companies. One big benefit is the data these manufacturers have to analyze each driver's behavior. Tesla says drivers know that when they drive safer, their insurance costs will be lower, so they tend to be more careful. Other reasons that drive up the premium for insuring an EV are expensive parts and fewer mechanics know how to fix them. Now, if you're using an insurer that is specific to your car, they're going to have a a network of repair shops, and so that's probably going to be a benefit. Wetbush analyst Dan Ives told CNBC that the insurance business won't be a profit center in the short and medium term. Instead, EV manufacturers use the service to encourage more purchases of EVs. Evelyn Lee, NTD News. Just under two-thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, as per a new report. Payments and Lending Club found 61% of Americans are in this situation, seven percentage points more than last year. One of the people behind the report says at the end of the day, most people are just trying to pay their bills, take care of their loved ones, and have enough to save for an emergency. It seems it's not only lower-income households feeling the pressure. 43% of those earning more than 100000 per year are also finding it hard to make ends meet. The authors of the report are putting this down to the cost of living disparities in different parts of the country. Household debt in America rose to a record high at the end of last year, according to the Federal Reserve, increasing by $330 billion in a single quarter. 
So joining us to discuss debt and how to manage it is Antonio Tovar, Associate Wealth Manager with Stone Wealth down in Texas. Antonio, pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Paul. Pleasure to meet you, and thank you for having me on. Antonio, what are the first steps if somebody comes to you with a debt problem, they want to clear things up, you know, brighten up their, their outlook a little bit? What are the first steps you take them down? Well, I think part of it is kind of a, a psychological factor because everyone looks at debt as the financial boogeyman, if you will, because no one really wants to have debt. Um, you know, ultimately, it's something that people probably want to get rid of off their books as quick as they can. Um, now, part of it as well is that you kind of have to have that frame of mind of a couple different things as far as interest rates or, you know, is it good debt to have? What's it for? And are there, are there better uses of your cash flow? So we kind of take that first step of just assessing, hey, um, what is the total debt outstanding? And then we kind of work from there as far as what's something worth keeping, what's worth paying down, and then we can build our strategy from there. Mm. Do you tend to advise bundling it up into a, a lower interest loan like you, you kind of alluded to just now? Sometimes, yes. So uh, there are cases where if there's a potential uh, line of credit option or if there's another uh, consolidated loan, um, it's very possible to go from a higher interest rate to just having one payment at a lower interest rate. Um, kind of, I know that interest rate uh, talks are kind of um, prominent these days. Um, so kind of finding the better deals is kind of uh, one of the uh, part of our analysis. Um, however, there is part of things such as student loans, where um, federal student loans actually have certain perks and benefits like being in forbearance right now. Um, and they can be different than private loans. And so there's may things you might want to consider in that type of consolidation. New data out shows that an increasing number of people are living paycheck to paycheck. Have you come across these types of situations before? Is it a matter of taking on more work in the short term to pay off the loans, or, or how do you handle those types of situations? Well, again, it kind of depends on um, the outstanding loans. I don't want to be short-sighted and say that you know you just need to keep working and pay things off and things like that, um, because a lot of millions of Americans you know face uh, debt problems, you know, myself include as far as student loans, I have those outstanding. But again, kind of coming back to that frame of mindset, um, you can look at things where is something worth keeping in service, meaning do you keep making the payments? Um, so it, is it something where you have a car loan at 3% and current interest rates are at five, just throwing out math, then maybe that's a better thing to keep around. And then you can use your cash flow to build up emergency savings or um, you know, pay off some other um, high interest rate expense or uh, debts or loans, anything else that's outstanding. Um, and then if you're a little bit more cash positive, once you start taking a look at that um, budget, then maybe you can kind of start working towards saving towards retirement or whatever that may be. Very good. Antonio Tovar, Stone Wealth Management. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Quick break, but still to come. A scientist trained in artificial intelligence to control nuclear fusion, an energy source that's potentially limitless. And a cafe in Thailand is offering coffee with a side of crypto investment and is gaining loyal customers. That and much more coming up on NTD Business.
Welcome back. Scientists say nuclear fusion, the same process that powers the sun to be sure, could potentially provide a limitless amount of clean energy for everyone forever. But they also say recreating the sun is very hard. For the past few decades, people have joked that fusion energy is always 20 years away. But scientists at DeepMind say they've created an artificial intelligence that would substantially improve the process. Anthony's Don Maud tells us how. Searching for a better form of energy, many bet nuclear fusion, the same process that powers the sun, could be the answer. They see it as a potentially clean, safe, and limitless form of power. And now, deep mind scientists have collaborated with the Swiss Plasma Center to create artificial intelligence that controls nuclear fusion. What they've achieved is something that no one has achieved before. Damien Ernst is a professor at the University of Liege in Belgium. Ernst says fusion is extremely difficult and that this is a big breakthrough. Fusion involves using heat and pressure to combine atomic nuclear which creates energy-generating plasma. DeepMind used its AI to run simulations of this in a tokamak, a donut-shaped machine that confines the plasma with magnets. In order to stop the plasma touching the edges of this donut, there are very tiny micro-changes required to the 19 magnets that sit around this donut. Harry Saeed is the founder of Silvered I.O. Saeed says this is where AI comes in. This plasma is spinning around, at phenomenal speeds, at over 150 million degrees Celsius, which is even hotter than the sun. And if the plasma touches the ends or the surface of that donut, then we have a problem. However, despite the progress, nuclear fusion hasn't been successful for decades. What we haven't been successful at is achieving a fusion reaction that uh, gives us net gain energy efficiency. Right now, when we uh, create a plasma, when we do fusion science, uh, we put one unit of energy in and we only get a third of that energy out. Sean Kenny is the host of YouTube show Rock Logic. Kenny says the goal is to get far more energy out than goes in. The joke about fusion is for the last six 67 years, 68 years, fusion has always been 20 years in the future. Is this uh, an experiment to show that time doesn't exist in modern physics? Paul Dorfman is an associate fellow at the University of Sussex. Dorfman is skeptical we'll ever have fusion energy. Despite this, Big names have poured billions into private fusion companies. Examples include Commonwealth Fusion Systems, which is backed by Google and Bill Gates. Commonwealth recently announced it raised $1.8 billion in Series B funding. Helion, which is backed by Facebook co-founder Dustin Moskovitz and LinkedIn co-founder Reid Hoffman, recently announced it secured $2.2 billion in Series E funding. And Tri Alpha Energy, which is collaborating with Google, which also owns DeepMind. Versus anybody else, I'm confident because they're taking a totally different tact than the tokamak. Larry Albuquerque is a managing partner at EB Exchange. Albuquerque has invested in Tri Alpha Energy and is confident about its proprietary technology. They've hit these milestones every step of the way for over 20 years. If they can raise the temperature a little bit more, they'll they should be in a position uh, where they can prove net positive energy out. Alpkirk, Erst, and Saeed believe we may see usable fusion energy in around 10 years. Don Ma, NTD News. Soldiers across the United States have been called in to aid COVID-19 testing and vaccinations. Now their help is needed in another area, to help address the shortage of health care workers. NTD's Andrew Thomas says more. 
Charlie, Charlie, are you joking? When Jonas Galata joined the National Guard, he never imagined that would mean one day training as a nursing assistant. Usually when you join the Guard, you, you know, you help out the community with, you know, floodings, things of that nature, you know. Never in my wildest dreams would I, you know, live through a pandemic and then helping out the communities in this capacity in any way, shape or form. But, you know, it was a great opportunity that this is happening and I'm happy that I'm off, able to help out my community in any way that they need. About one in five healthcare workers has quit since February 2020. That's according to a morning consult poll published in October. In early February, 70 soldiers turned certified nursing assistants were deployed to their postings. The next wave of 80 trainees will start work this week. Our healthcare workers are in desperate need of our help. They are they're beyond exhausted, and so this was an opportunity for us to provide training to the National Guard. One of the facilities in need is Wisconsin Dells Health Services, a long-term care facility where employees care for patients with dementia and Alzheimer's. Heather Stubinger felt she couldn't take the stress much longer. I absolutely love my job. Never ever could have imagined doing anything different with my life until the pandemic hit. And I questioned so many times, like, can I do this? Do I want to do this? This is, you know, way, way more than something I ever thought I would experience. Her colleagues were quitting in droves, and the soldiers offered a lifeline, but it wasn't without a learning curve. They're amazing. Uh, our time guys, it should have been a recipe for disaster. They came in really untrained, and Heather had to throw her schedule out the window uh, to reschedule just to get these guys up to speed. It's only a temporary fix. The soldiers are only signed on until mid-March, but the healthcare workers hope they will be granted an extension. Andrew Thomas, NTD News. A cafe in Thailand is reaping dividends after it transformed its interior from photogenic trees to cryptocurrency. Entity's Andrew Thomas has this one too. Hip coffee and restaurant in Thailand has recently drawn many day traders, eager to feast their eyes upon dozens of beaming television screens, showing the latest trends and prices on various cryptocurrencies. <laughs> Having so many screens helps a lot. Like four or five days ago, when the market crashed, we immediately knew and got to analyze crashing factors and whether we should buy or not. Originally founded in 2013, the cafe says its number of customers has doubled since installing the crypto data screens in 2020. Customers who used to only visit during weekends are now here during weekdays. HIP's manager said there are three types of customers. First, experts who want to have community. Second, people who just started investing and want to meet new people. Third, the ones who know nothing about crypto, but just want to take a photo. The cafe has already drawn a loyal clientele of crypto investors, creating a community. To me, it's exciting because I get to meet people with the same interests. We traders get to exchange information because in the trading world, the more information you have, the stronger upper hand you will get. We are competing against millions of people, not just one. Along with fresh coffee, HIP says its aim is to provide an avenue for alternative investment opportunities. HIP already offers free crypto investment consulting and is planning on starting its own cryptocurrency coin. Cryptocurrencies have gained momentum in Thailand. According to the SEC, the country saw as much as $7.6 billion in digital asset trading transactions in November. Andrew Thomas, NTD News.
You know the famous number 57 on every bottle of Heinz ketchup? Well, it turns out it's all a lie. When H.J. Heinz came up with 57 varieties slogan more than 100 years ago, the company didn't have 57 Heinz varieties. We're now learning the inspiration. It came during a trip to New York City when he saw an ad for 21 styles of shoes. Heinz wrote in his journal that the ad was memorable and changed his branding just a week later. A lot of theories on how Heinz arrived at 57, from it being a combo of his and his wife's lucky numbers, to the psychological influence of the number 7. Ever hear about that before? H.J. Heinz was considered a marketing genius in the 1890s. Kraft Heinz, as the company is now known, accounted for roughly 70% of U.S. ketchup sales last year alone. As latest business updates for today, you can still catch Anthony Evening News with Stephanie Cox. That's at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. For Anthony Business, that's all for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.